All right, everyone, welcome to Real Woman Real Estate Podcast, episode 62. Just a whoop, Rihanna. It's a celebration. It's a <laughs> Hope you all are all enjoying your wonderful summer and that you're safe and healthy. We are back with another special episode. We have a special guest who's going to share some pretty cool tips and tricks. So excited to get to that. But before we jump into the podcast, you know, we have to give you a quote of the day. Today's quote says, fear is a result of a lack of confidence. A lack of confidence is a result of not knowing what you can do. A lack of not knowing what you can do is caused by a lack of experience. A lack of experience is caused by a lack of doing something new. And that is by V. Dale Carnegie. Shout out to Courtney for that quote. Hey. Because social media is is like a fear, right? So do something new. We were just talking about this offline. I'm excited. Yes. So. Courtney kind of let the cat out of there. We're going to be talking about social media today. And apologies if you guys follow us on Instagram. <laughs> we have some housekeeping to do there, but that's why we have our special guest, Miss Brianna Ramirez, on the podcast today. Brianna is a realtor and content creator, and we're actually going to allow her to introduce herself. So, Brianna, if you don't mind, give us a brief introduction of who you are. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. I love talking on podcasts. I'm definitely more of a talking people person, but um, how I got started, one with real estate. Um, I actually grew up with real estate. My dad was in the business, still in the business actually for over 40 years. And growing up, everyone thought I would get into the business. When would I take over the family business? And then I did a 180 and went to school for fashion design in San Francisco and got my AA in there. And then I started working in retail marketing and such. So I was doing retail management, retail marketing, and then did another 180 and decided, let me get my real estate license and work with my father. So kind of a full circle moment, but that's how I got into real estate. And then with content creation, while I was in college and working in retail, I was growing within, like everyone did with social media. I started with Instagram, blogging, YouTube, and now we're in the realm of TikTok and Reels and such. So that's where I'm at right now. Mm, so cool. Yes. We, we're going to need some of your wisdom because <laughs> real estate, I mean, this is kind of you know, off of our flow, but real estate is so like, it's been around forever, but here you have social media and it's, it's, it's interesting to see what people, to see what people are able to do with social media regarding real estate, but also it's kind of overwhelming because there's so many different apps and like things and numbers and algorithms and stuff. So, so you mentioned that your dad does real estate um, and that you jumped around a little bit before you got your real estate license. But like, what was it like? What was the decision um, that influenced you to actually go ahead and take the leap into real estate? Yeah, so I think I was 25 at the time. And I think I was working in retail and I was kind of sick of the hours of retail. It was like every week was something different. And it was just very overwhelming. And I knew that my father needed help social media wise. He was at that time kind of getting into his fifties and he's like, I don't know, Facebook, I don't know, Instagram, I don't know, Facebook. And I had experience with that. And I was already seeing younger realtors or realtors that were just getting back into it using these resources. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, I mean, I do this just for my own personal brand, um, doing like content creation on the side. 
you could be doing this for real estate and it could be helping marketing and everything with that. So I decided, Hey, if I'm going to be helping him, might as well just have my license to be able to do that. And maybe I'll just be like a real estate, like marketing person and such, um, and just be assisting him. So that took a while to get my license because I was juggling between working full time, studying to take the exam. If any of you guys have taken the exam, it takes time to prep for it and such. And then finally can relate right now. (laughs) Yeah, it takes time and I'm not a big studier. I hate taking tests. So it took me even probably longer than the average person. But once I got it, I was able to just do more hands-on. I think I might have you beat. I've been working on my exam for a year now. (laughs) Like as I switch courses, but I haven't given up. So no, that's good. That's good. I think was doing it for about like six months, like when I was working full time. And then when I quit my merchandising job, that's when I just delve in. And it was like three months later, then I got my, my license. Cause I was like, that's what I was focusing on every day. I think fashion and real estate, they're kind of combined. I think they're married. And so now this kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, I think that was the thing what made me jump into it. Because I think growing up, I saw just real estate as like, oh, he just sells houses, right? And obviously, as I got older, and it's like, I eventually want to get a house. I like interior design. I like things to look aesthetically pleasing. I love watching shows like Fixer Upper and, you know, sell it or, you know, keep it, flip it, whatever all that is. I was finding myself being like, you know what, there's something that still ties within me. And it's not so stuffy, you know, from what I remember real estate being like in the 90s and such. So that's really what kind of drew me more into it. And I'm like, you know what? I think I can make this work. I'm a people person. I love connecting with people, helping out people. And why not help them with try to find a home or help them sell a home? And then kind of tie that into fashion and things like that. And it makes it fun. It makes you enjoy your job, you know, a little bit more, right? Um, So I think that's very cool. And it makes sense now when I see you and you do all these cool things. And I now it all makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I can can relate. What do you mean? I was, I was saying I can relate to the the fashion and the, since we do the interior and we do the, the flips and stuff. Yes. So I yes. Eventually so I want to get into that, but starting slow, you know, <laughs> get my business growing first. Well, Kim, Kimberly is a, is a good resource for you because she does not only uh, have uh, the interior design, but she also does a, a boutique as well. Um, so she's just all within to the fashion realm and the social media. So good, good connection uh, to make. And speaking of social media and influencing, tell us a, a little bit about social media. Tell us what are your favorite platforms right now? What are you using? Yeah. So the ones I gravitate to just in general, usually right now is Instagram and TikTok. I love, a, I have a love hate relationship with Instagram, you know, because of the algorithm and how it's been for the past few years, but it's just my go-to. I still love photos. I know Instagram has announced recently that they're trying to, they're not a photo sharing app anymore. They're, they're going more towards video, you know, cause that's what they're really trying to push with reels, but I still enjoy photos and the, the quality of photography and things like that. But I also love video as well. I actually before Instagram was started, I was doing more social media stuff on YouTube. I was doing more like travel vlogs, um, daily vlogging. I mean, that was the thing back in 2009, 2010. And then it just kind of evolved when Instagram came into the realm of social media apps and such. 
but yeah, so I'm on Instagram a lot more. I have like my core group of friends, people I've met through social media, it's all through Instagram, but I'm meeting a lot more people also with TikTok. And that's a whole different like community compared to like Instagram. It's almost like the people you meet on TikTok. Yeah, they have Instagram, but it's almost might not be the same content that you see on each app platform. I'm going to go a little off script before we get into like tips and tricks and algorithms. I think for me as a realtor, I, I look at it as it's a, it's a great platform and a great way to meet and engage with people. But sometimes I get caught up in the business aspect of it and I'm working and I look at it as if, is this really, um, Contributing to my bottom line. I mean, I'm just going to be honest and put it out there. Is this really contributing for the amount of work that I'm putting in? And I tend to mostly focus on if it makes me happy, then I'll post it. If it, you know, it's something that just resonates with me personally versus making it a habit. So kind of talk to me about that uh, or something that I have to do, right? I don't want to feel obligated to do it and make it a job and then it becomes not fun, right? What do you think? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, nowadays, I feel like people can definitely read on your body language, even the way you speak, and they can feel like if it's feeling something obligated, like you're obligated to post on stories like, oh, I feel like I need to do this, whether if you want to. People can really see that through a screen very easily nowadays. And they'll, they'll, they won't want to resonate or they won't relate to you in that sense. So I do think it's important to, if you want to do social media, like you do it because you, you enjoy it. You know, if you don't enjoy it, find another way to make it enjoyable. Like don't force yourself to do what everyone's doing. If you're not comfortable in front of the camera, then maybe just take a photo of, you know, if it's related to real estate, take a photo of a house, you know, or if you're showing a listing, you know, and then if you're really big into like motivational quotes, just type out a quote you really like, you know, there's different ways that you can use social media to your advantage to what you feel comfortable and you don't have to do what everyone else is doing. You know, you don't have to be doing these crazy dancing videos that you see on TikTok or, you know, doing all the stories with you speaking in front of it on Instagram stories and such. You have to do what's best for you because people are going to resonate with that. Because not everyone likes to be in front of the camera talking. Some people just want the data and the the ideas and they don't need the extra fluff, you know, a sense. And some people like that because they feel like, oh, I see the person. I can relate to them better. But you're not ever going to be everyone's cup of tea. So, you know, do what you feel comfortable with doing. You said they're moving away from videos. I mean, um, pictures. Yeah. I know that was something they announced probably like two or three weeks ago because they're really trying to compete with TikTok. So I've had, I've been talking to a lot of my other content creator friends on how they feel about it. A lot of them that are still blogger, blogger based for photo based are just like, yeah, I'm still going to use photo though. I like reels, but I'm not going to like put all my eggs in one basket kind of thing, but we can get more into like the tips and everything with like reels and all of that stuff. But I don't know if there was any other things we want to go off before that. No, let's do it. I mean, okay. I, let's talk about it. Let's talk about some of the tips and and algorithms and how why are they why do they always change these algorithms? I, I don't honestly understand why they. Um... I don't understand why either. <laughs> I just know that the only positive thing I could think of with reels is if you're a smaller or micro influencer, micro creator, this is the time to shine with reels because you're gonna be able to your content's going to be out there for more people to see. It's not as hard as it was before, which is a stagnant photo that it would maybe get to the explore page and maybe people might see it. 
because I could post a photo and my like sphere of influence, the people that follow me on a daily, they'll see it, they'll comment and everything. But as far as the other millions of people out there, it's not going to capture them as easily. And that's just how the Instagram algorithm works, unfortunately. And I don't know all the details to that, but all I know is with reels, the impressions that a reel can get now, because people are just swiping through just like on other set app where they just keep going, you're able to be discoverable that way. And if someone likes your reels, then they'll go to your profile. And if they go to your profile, there's a 50, 50 chance they're going to follow you or see your other content. So that's what the benefit of reels is right now on Instagram with TikTok, It's an interesting algorithm. I will say the for you page, like how they target what you like is very, very accurate, <laughs> like scary accurate. You know, it's like the minute you like something or you start. I don't know this. Thing, Can you back up? What is the for you yeah. page? Is that the explore page for Instagram? It's the explore page okay. of TikTok and their algorithm for that is on a whole different level that Instagram is trying to get to, but they can't yet. And it's insane. And that's why there's some people on TikTok that can literally grow overnight compared to Instagram. Wow. But it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And I haven't been able to figure it out quite yet, but you know, I enjoy TikTok still. It's a, like I mentioned, it's a different community. It's a different set of content that's out there compared to Instagram. I think for a while I always thought of, okay, Instagram's more like my polished self, right? Like I'm going to be more professional on there. Keep it all cohesive. My feed needs to look right. This and that TikTok is just, you can post whatever and anything because no one's going to your profile to look at your feed. They're just looking at the content that you're putting out there and Instagram. That's the other thing I will say now with the influence of TikTok, they're starting to try to do that now. So now I've noticed people aren't worried about what their feed looks like, which is great in my opinion, because I think that was a lot of like pre-planning and making sure it looks this way and the lighting's this and this and that and all of that. It's becoming more real and authentic, which I do appreciate. Yeah, I like that way better than having to think of an aesthetic and making sure my page looks this way or that way because, oh my gosh, God forbid someone click on my page and it look in disarray. I completely agree with that. I'm exactly. glad it's fun. It's just a lot to think about to do those reels. Yeah, it's very time because it, it was a turnoff for me, actually. I think Kim, <laughs> I remember a few times being on the phone with Kim and she's like trying to teach me about reels in a way. I think I gave it like a few good like tries and I was like, I can't. I literally cannot. So <laughs> I know it was, it was a turnoff for me, but I'm interested. You were saying about like with TikTok, there's no real way. Like there's no page, you're not tied to a page. So people are downloading their TikToks and bringing it over to Instagram or like, how is that working with influencers? So with, with you can go to like your main hub, like when you go to follow someone, right? Because how mm -hmm. TikTok works is if you see a video pop up on your For You page, they have their little icon, they have a little plus sign. And if they want to follow, you just hit that little plus sign real quick, you know? So you don't even have to go to do an extra step to go to their profile. It's not till later if you want to see more information about them, like maybe their description, their bio. And within there, then you can put a few more links like your YouTube, your Instagram link and any other links you want. So that's with that which I think is a little bit more than even Instagram because Instagram, you only have one little place to put one URL. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be creative with that one URL. So mm. 
Yeah, I also heard Instagram doesn't allow for, or not that they don't allow, but that they're not going to put you on the Explore page if you, you know, you can merge it from TikTok to Instagram. If it has the TikTok logo on it, they're not going to Yeah, gonna the watermark. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are using it. I think it's more so for people, if they already have a bigger following on social media, it doesn't matter to them. Yeah. They can post it, their followers are going to watch right, it. Right, right, right. But if you are trying to grow yours, yeah, I would recommend that's why I do all my video content work. I do it on like a separate third party editing, like InShot. And then I finish the editing almost like the final touches on either TikTok or Instagram. Like I use way different music on TikTok than I would on Instagram because I'm trying to cater towards Instagram. And I'm trying to cater towards TikTok. Sometimes if it's like the trend and the sound is so unique that it comes from TikTok, I'll use the sound from TikTok. But if I need to add text of any sort, I'll go through Instagram and use their texting formats instead of just using TikToks, doing a screen recording and then transferring it over. So how do you plan content then with, with Reels? If you're moving away from like the scheduled content of like, mm -hmm. okay, it needs to look like this template. How do you plan out what you're going to post either on TikTok or Instagram now, if you're moving more to, to videos? Yeah, that's a good question. It really depends on the type of content like you want to create. So for instance, I have two different Instagram accounts, one for real estate, one for kind of like my lifestyle personal. So for real estate, it's a little bit easier for me to pinpoint what kind of reels I'm going to do because in my mind, I'm like, okay, people love home tours. They love to see the inside of homes. They already love photos, but I think on top of that, they want to see the bigger picture. So I've been doing home tours of any property that I show to my potential buyers. If I'm already going to be showing them five homes, might as well get five reels out of this as well. So, and then with that, I can figure out, do I just want to do a quick like, here's a home tour or how much do you think is this house is worth, you know, trying to make it engaging with the audience or what I've been doing recently in some of my reels is how much do you think this house is listed for, you know, and then tell them the actual list price towards the end of the video and see if they got it right. And I've had a lot of success with that because that keeps an audience engaged and they want to stay through the whole video too, to see what the answer is. So with real estate, it's a little bit more easier for me to plan out with my personal lifestyle one. It's kind of like as you go process, because like TikTok, you don't know what trends are going to come up until they come up. And then you have to figure out a way to spit it to make it work with your brand and your lifestyle. So we don't know what the next big sound is going to be, but if you see at least like five people using the same sound for whatever reason, and they got a good amount of views, it's like, okay, how can I use this sound? but make it that works for my audience and my brand and such. And you can still use that for real estate as well. So how do you see like a, the fruits of your labor? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, outside of the numbers doing well. Like. Yeah, so what I've been trying to focus on, not so much on numbers, like how many people follow me and or even how many people like my things. Right now, I'm really trying to focus on like if they're commenting and I comment back or if they share it. Cause I really am trying to build up my engagement. One thing that I always tell people is someone could have a million followers, but only one person interacts with them. And that engagement is awful. Like what, like, what's the point? You know, I'd rather have the 900 people that are following me on social media and like 600 of them are engaging with me. Like that is such a better 
engagement rate and I'm actually getting what I truly want. Because at the end of the day, that's kind of what we use social media for, right? We want to connect with someone. We want to talk to somebody. We want someone that relates to us and we have that connection. So if you're posting something and you're not getting that feedback, you can feel really alone in the world with that. So that's how I just kind of try to engage it with people and not focus so much on like, I need this many followers and more so like, I appreciate the people that are taking the time to follow me and I'm going to engage with them. That's the only thing about the reels though, as far as the reshare, it's the same thing with posts. People don't realize that you don't see that. Like you actually have to go and click on the view reshares to see who's sharing your stuff unless they tag you. So yeah. like if you share a picture from, if you share, if I shared a picture from Courtney's page, she doesn't even know that I've shared it unless I've tagged her, exactly. in it, which is weird. It's the total opposite of when you're doing the stories because stories let you know that someone shared it. But mm -hmm. if, we're, if someone's sharing from your page at any, if it's a real or a sad picture, it, 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 no one even knows that it's being shared unless you go and see that it's been shared. And then you have exactly. 24 hours to see that usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So just well, that's more about that when you said that you look to see who's who's sharing your information mm -hmm. yeah so if anything yeah you have your analytics so you kind of see who shares it's a little harder to see again if they don't tag you like who exactly is sharing it for sure but i try to just focus on like who's commenting and then comment back and make sure that i'm building up that engagement with whoever is looking at my content i wanted to get into i first before i even get into that I, I want to say that, that your content is the bomb. Like I've Thank even you. engaged and I am, I engaged or I watched the end of it. And so I need my tutorial, which I will schedule shortly, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you just do a great job with it. And so some of the tips you mentioned in shot, can you share with us some of the third party um, apps that you use that help you do your creation? Yeah, definitely. So I've used, a handful to figure out which ones I really like. So if you already have the Adobe Premiere Suite, like if you do a lot of Photoshop, Illustrator and things like that, then you already have access to Adobe Premiere Rush, which is the mobile editing version of Adobe Premiere Pro. And since I was already using that services, that's what I started off with. And it was okay, not bad. But I talked to other people that don't have those services and they enjoyed using Splice and InShot. And I tried both of them and Splice was okay. I just maybe didn't get the mechanisms as quickly for me personally, but I enjoyed InShot way more than Splice. So InShot, I believe you pay either monthly or you can pay like a yearly fee and it's just kind of done. But I think if you just do monthly, I think it's between two to $3. And to me, I think it's worth it because I edit tons of video off of my phone and it saves me the hassle of exporting all my video footage from my phone to my computer, edit on my computer, export it back to my computer or onto my phone. And it makes it way easier. So you edit on your, you just take your existing videos, upload them into your InShot and kind of do what you want to do and then upload it to either TikTok or Reels, remove your watermark if you're on TikTok and then use that same content on Reels. Is that pretty much the, what you do? Pretty much. There are some things that like certain trends, like you've seen certain people use certain filters or um, all of that stuff where you have to use it in the app and not so much like you can pre-film on your phone. 
So if there's a certain filter that's only accessible on TikTok, or some of them have only been accessible through Snapchat, if anyone ever uses Snapchat, I don't use that much anymore. But there's a few filters on there people use that become trendy on TikTok. You can still do the video on whichever third-party app, whether it be Snapchat or TikTok, but you can do a screen recording after you're done like filming it. And then that way it kind of saves you the time of doing the whole, like not worrying about like the TikTok watermark if you want to bring it to Instagram as well, or if you just want like the kind of like an original copy. And then you can just edit down in your camera roll, like shorten the clip, like when you start screen recording and when you end the screen recording. How long does this take you? I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's put it this way. If I'm uninterrupted. When you first started versus how long it takes you now. <laughs> okay. So, so a good example, right? I go to, uh, I show a listing yesterday to a buyer. So I get there 10 minutes before the client comes and I do a quick little video thing. Probably takes me like two minutes to be honest. Cause I'm doing these like five, 10 second clips at the most of each room. So then I already have my base footage, right? I do quick little five second here, five second there sort of thing with the, with the phone. And then if I actually have to sit down and edit, that could take me, if it's uninterrupted, maybe 30 minutes. If I'm interrupted, getting distracted by other things, whether it's phone calls or emails, it could take me maybe two hours. <laughs> and that happened the other day in the office. I, I had this one that I wanted to post, like, how much do you think this home is worth? And I had the rough cut basically done. I just needed to do a voiceover and I got so busy with, you know, chatting with coworkers, answering emails, taking phone calls. I had to like break away, just find a room and do the voiceover <laughs> without any distraction or any outside voice of that sort. And then you have to let that export, which normally doesn't take more than a minute. And then you take time to post it on TikTok or Instagram. And that may take me like an additional five to 10 minutes to figure out the caption, if there's any specific hashtags I wanna use. And that's about it. So that's a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot of time. So you gotta love it, you know, if you wanna do it for you sure. You gotta wanna do it. Yeah. You gotta wanna do it. Well, I was gonna ask, like, can you recommend any, well, two questions. Can you yeah. recommend any like resources, like YouTube channels or TikTokers or, or Instagram influencers that talk about this as well? Like how to's, cause like you're talking about voiceover. I'm like, I've been seeing people do the voiceover, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I wanted to ask that too, Ev, like voiceovers. <laughs> I was like, I hate to get in the weeds, but I love when you I do don't that. know. Yeah. Um, well, really quick in InShot, there is a place where it has like the music tab. And then from there it says, do you want to lower your audio clips or do you want to do a voiceover? And there's a little microphone icon and you just click on it and it gives you a countdown and then you just start talking. <laughs> so can, it makes sense. You do the same thing on reels. Uh, I learned that you can lower it. So say your video has sound in the background and you hear it and you put the music on. Uh, one of my videos that I just did did that. I lowered the sound for the, the original sound. So you could still hear my client talking in the background, but I put music over it. So yeah. you still get hurt what she's saying and then the music that's playing with it at the same time and you can lower and adjust that. However, there is a voiceover button. I've never tried it. That seems like yeah, a lot. and I think they just added that because I think that wasn't on there before. So they're always, they're always adding. Like they also just added on Instagram Reels captions. Oh, so yeah. the auto captions. And I've had like a love hate with that too because it gets it right 90% of the time. But when you try to edit it, 
if you don't like put all your edits correctly and then you click off of it and then you try to move it, it like reverts back to the original. It's very complicated. I hope they fix that bug soon. But so yes, back to you were saying about like, if there's any TikTokers or Instagrammers that talk about like how to's and stuff. One girl I follow on TikTok and she also posts on Instagram. Her name is Jara Bean on TikTok. And I believe on Instagram too. I want to pull her up and see. Yeah. Jara what? Jara Bean. So J-E-R-A oh. dot. Yeah. With a G. Oh, no, with a G, with a J. Sorry. <laughs> Sometimes Social I feel like I'm dyslexic. <laughs> cool. Okay. Yeah. And then she does a ton of, I found, I discovered her through TikTok when she would do like how to do this trend, right? Because I would see people do these trends and be like, how are they doing this? Like, how are they doing this like transition or how are they doing this slow-mo this? And she took that and was like, I'm gonna figure it out. And then she not only does the trend on her TikTok, but then she follows up with, this is how you do that trend I just did. And she walks you through the whole process. And that has helped me immensely. And then I felt, because I loved her content on TikTok so much, I followed her on Instagram. And she also does like some Instagram tips as well, along with TikTok. Question. So with the algorithm, I learned, you know, about pictures, you know, posts, we're supposed to post between eight and eight. Since reels don't tell you a date or a time, is there an, a thing where we still post between certain hours to get it seen by the most people? Or how does that work? Cause you know I know what, what honestly, that's the one thing I've just kind of thrown out the window because okay. it's just like, at least with TikTok, right? I did the whole thing where I'm like, I'm only gonna post in the morning and yeah. evening and this, that. And it's like, honestly, the way, at least just speaking TikTok, the way their algorithm works is you could post something from a month ago and have no views. And then for some reason, a month later, that topic becomes a hot central thing. And because you use that certain hashtag or whichever, now that's circulating in their for you page. Like then I don't get the hashtags on Instagram. I mean, obviously on Instagram, but on face, I mean, on TikTok, I don't even know. I just be typing stuff. I know people use that for you one a lot, the for FYP. And yeah. stuff. I have yet to get. And then does it matter if I follow these people back that I don't know or not? Like, does that push my engagement up? I have yet to get yeah. over a thousand views on TikTok. So I get discouraged because I'm like, this exactly. Is not a place of time. Oh, I totally, I totally yeah. get None of my TikToks right now, as far as like my, my personal one that I've grown and then the real estate one that, so that's like my experimentational one that I'm doing stuff with on my personal, like lifestyle one. I haven't gotten really a lot that's over a thousand, but I look at like how many followers are following me and how many views I'm getting. And there's people that have like 20 K followers on TikTok and their TikToks right now are only getting 200 views, you know? So that makes it say something that there's, you know, either their content's not being pushed out enough right now, or they're suppressing it or a million other factors. So I don't take it too, too seriously, but I just post when I feel like I'm on the app. So if I randomly post a TikTok at like 3 PM, am I on TikTok at 3 PM? No, you know, but am I on TikTok at 11 o'clock at night before I go to bed? Yes. You know, so I just kind of post when I feel like the majority of people are on Another tip I've heard people say is for at least for Instagram and TikTok. TikTok, if I think you have over a thousand followers, you can go live and you can use that tool to see how many people it says like, go, if you go live, so and so many people that are following you are on the app right now. So it'll say like, hey, if you go live right now, 50 of your followers are on the app right now. 
Girl, I have you know? like followers on TikTok. I don't even know how to grow that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still figuring that out either. But that's a good metric to use because if you're thinking, okay, I may not go live right now at 11 o'clock at night, but there's 50 people that are following me that are on the app. And that's just the people following me. Imagine how many more people are on the app right now. If only one person's on the app for my followers, then you know, maybe not too many people right now. And the same thing for um, Instagram too. I think they also give you a little thing, be like, oh, so and so many people are live on the app or something like that. So that could be a tool that you can use to kind of generate to figure out, okay, when I should post and stuff. But honestly, I wouldn't think too much of it. I think it was definitely more of a thing, maybe like a year, a year and a half ago, where it was really crucial to post at a certain point. I think just being realistic, you know, if you're trying to target your market audience to be your standard time, then yeah, then post it to whenever you feel like when you wake up in the morning, do you look at your phone the first thing in the morning? Then maybe you want to post a reel or a photo at the first thing in the morning or the last thing you do before you go to bed, you know? So different things. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I can appreciate that. And yeah, no, I this has been I think like my way yeah. of viewing social media is a little bit different because I don't have your per se huge following. I consider definitely myself a micro creator, micro influencer. So the way I view how content is being taken in, consumed, and also delivered is a is way different than someone that has like 500,000 followers and such. No, we're all micro influencers over here. So this mm -hmm. is very helpful. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people who listen to our podcast would think the same. I did have another question though. You kind of touched on the marketing aspect and how it's going towards videos but how do you think what is it going to look like in the future as far as with the videos and how people can not necessarily produce their content but as far as instagram what do you think that they're going to be looking for in your content to feel like oh i want to work with this person or i want to be you know i want to hire them to help me with the brand yeah i hope it's more about you know authenticity and obviously someone putting like you can just see the work that they're putting into their video it's not just like a throwaway video of, you know, some teenager doing a random dance outside for 15 seconds, you know, like I'm hoping that they'll be able to see that people are wanting to create quality content. People, there are so many creative people out there in the world and they want to just create, they enjoy creating. And so I hope that they can come across with like the quality of their photos, even like, honestly, I think it makes it more of an even playing field now than before. Cause honestly, if you were trying to get into content creation 10 years ago, it's like you needed that DSLR camera to make quality photos and quality video, even on YouTube. That's what made you stand out. Right. But now you don't need all of that. Honestly, the, the way technology and how fast it's growing, the quality on our iPhones right now, just an iPhone like this, you know, you can be on the same playing field as somebody else. And that's how it is kind of on TikTok too, because most of it is on in reels. It, most of it is filmed on a phone, you know? So from there they can see like, okay, did they, you know, how creative are they with their branding and stuff? You know, are they really catering towards their audience and who they want to connect with? I think that's how I feel like brands are should, and hopefully we'll be able to see the, the value that a creator can bring authenticity yes like, honestly that is the way that's that the thing yeah and again the only person getting in our own way is ourselves and i there can tell you myself go. all the time because <laughs> i overthink things i'm like no that's not going to resonate well no that's not going to get views you know what if i enjoy it and i know someone else is going to enjoy it as well or help them then i'm just going to do it 
And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. No, I appreciate that. This has been really helpful, very, very fruitful and educational uh, for us. Can you just tell people where they can find you and where they can connect with you and engage with you? Yes. So if you want to see all my real estate content, you can find me on any social media platform at Home by Brianna. That's Brianna with two N's. And then if you want to just see me on a more personal side and my lifestyle and content creation um, background, then you can follow me at Design by Brianna. And that's on all social media platforms. I even still think I have, I don't even know what kind of other social media platforms out there with my username on it, but <laughs> I have it all. <laughs> Old school stuff like LinkedIn and Facebook, you know. <laughs> I swear I have it all. I mean, what's the other one that was like, form spring back in the day. I mean, that, that might be non-existent anymore, but Never I, heard it all. I think I Never. even still think my MySpace is somewhat active, but I don't know how to log into it. <laughs> A little throwback. There you go. Oh yeah. Well, you know what, before we let you go, we always try to do um, just a little bit of fun with you in three of us, we each have a, like a little rapid fire question that we'd like to ask you. And so I do know that your dad was a DJ. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I want to ask you about music, right? And mm -hmm. when you are celebrating and it's going down, like what is your go-to artist theme music? Like, you just close this big deal. Go. What's the song? I think right now it's anything from Bad Bunny. Like, it just gets me going. The beats, everything. Yep. I mean, half the words, I don't exactly know how he's saying it and such. But I mean, it gets me going. It gets me hyped. It's a fun time. I'm going to have to educate myself time. on Bad Bunny. I did see him. Wasn't he on the Grammys? He won yeah, Grammy? I think so. One, one I think of he the won a Grammy. That's where I, yeah, that's where I, I've heard his name before, but that's where it, um, I mean, that's if, where you're, I, if you're in the office, I know, yeah. you know, Nancy likes to play Bad Bunny a lot. So I'm always like, yeah, I got you, girl. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little bit of hip hop element to it. It's got mm -hmm. a little bit of flavor to it for sure. There you go. <laughs> all okay. right. All right. I like it. Okay. My question, Rihanna, I'm trying to cook more at home and stop eating out so much. So my question is, if you had to make one meal from scratch, what would it be? Ooh, you know, I've been trying again to like ask my mom for more help now with this, you know, trying to learn like all the dishes she makes, either that she knew from my grandma and such. So I would have to say there's a dish from El Salvador because I'm half Salvadorian. It's called Casamiento. And it's a beautiful blend of beans and rice. And basically it means like they usually make it for like wedding celebrations because it's called Casamiento, meaning the marriage of like beans and rice and you know groom and bride but it's so delicious and I, I could just if I can make that and have that forever I'll be great <laughs> I'm gonna look it up it sounds good I love oh yeah it's great with pupusas also that sounds delicious just mm. the name alone mm. I love pupusas. Yeah. DC has a lot of um we're all familiar with DC area um but we DC has a lot of El Salvadorian Mexican blend mm. restaurants and it's Oh my God. <laughs> I really that's when I learned oh, that I like now. Salvadorian food I was like oh this is good especially pupusas oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> my question is we used to ask um okay favorite destination if you can go anywhere in the world tomorrow where would it go Japan <laughs> really yeah really yes. I went to Japan like 
four years ago and we were there for two weeks and I was just like, oh, I want to go back so bad. <laughs> you okay. kind of have a Japanese like fashion influence. Do you think that even that's true? Yeah, I think, well, if you kind of see my background a little bit, I have a very big fascination with Sailor Moon. This is my little Sailor Moon shelf right here. Um, mm -hmm. So I think that influenced me a lot growing up. I just love the anime, I love the cartoon. As I've gotten older, I really appreciated Japanese culture and just their etiquettes and everything. So I think mm -hmm. I do have like a little flair with that for sure. So if you could move anywhere, it would be Japan. Yes, I, I can see myself. But I don't know about forever, but at least like I've, I've toyed the idea with my boyfriend. Like, let's just go there for like a month. Like, I just want to stay there for a month, really soak in everything, even two months, honestly, because two weeks went by like two days, you know? So like two months would be so cool to really take in the culture and the area and the, the food, the people, I mean, yeah. The food. Yes, I mean, everything was so good. Japanese food, sushi, mm -hmm. there yeah. you go. Love it. Well, awesome. This has been so great. Thank you for doing our rapid fire. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for joining us. This has been really fun. No, this has been amazing. I love it. I love being able to connect with people and I got to yeah. right now and I hope we stay in touch. This is, this is a lot of fun. Absolutely. They're going to take me to a Salvadorian restaurant in San Jose. Oh yeah. <laughs> I got to find a good one. I'm still like pinpointing which one's like the best one, but yes. I'll oh yeah. Just take, just take me along. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining. And we will talk to you soon. And you're welcome back anytime. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.